did she do? Womajigger, hello, I am Samsara and you are listening to What Did She Do? Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Nam on Boon lands and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. What Did She Do? is a podcast which features reviews written by myself and keeps you up to date with live theatre and events in Melbourne. The Tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark is currently playing at the Mycelium Studios. What a piece of work is a man. How noble in reason. How infinite in faculties, in form and moving, how express and admirable. In action, how like an angel. In apprehension, how like a god. The beauty of the world, the paragon of animals. And yet, to me, what is this quintessence of dust? It is a modern retelling of one of the most influential and well-known plays in history. The season runs through to the 4th of November and tickets are via Tribooking. Also currently playing is The Hour of the Wolf at the Malthouse Theatre. Let me tell you a story about Hope Hill, a town that time forgot. Or perhaps a town that time remembered too well. A town that time took hold of and wouldn't let go. Where one night, each year, the townspeople must reckon with their debt to the past. I lived there once. It took everything from me. But I can't help going back. Once a year. Every year. Tonight. The cursed night approaches, or so the story goes. The Hour of the Wolf runs through to the 3rd of December and bookings can be made via malthousetheatre.com.au. On the 1st of November, where Dingo opens at Arts House. Hunted for their duality, shapeshifters meet in secret to safely change into their animal forms and congregate with their feathered brethren. Tickets via artshouse.com.au Defoe's Plague is coming to La Mama. A gentleman of great experience and ever the salesman and propagandist is here to sell his recently published work. The show runs from the 1st to the 12th of November and bookings are via lamama.com.au. Il Devo are commencing their Australian tour in two weeks with special performances by Patrizia Buane. Hey, mambo, mambo, hey. 
italiano il mondo Your love is all I need in my world Only your love brings me home How it hurts when we run apart Devo is the world's leading classical crossover group. The tour begins in Sydney on the 31st of October and they come to Melbourne's plenary on the 4th of November. Tickets are on sale via Ticketek. Running from the 8th of November to the 11th at the Butterfly Club is Sally Carrot is a Fraud. While Sally Carrot awaits her turn to audition for what she is sure will be a breakout role, she takes it upon herself to share the story of how she came to be there. Tickets are via thebutterflyclub.com. How Do I Let You Die assembles an extraordinary team of Asian-Australian artists to weave together phone calls, Asian ghost tropes, Hmong terror stories and the simple potency of an adult child coming to terms with a parent's eventual death. How Do I Let You Die runs through to November 26 and tickets can be booked via artshouse.com.au. I can't believe I'm saying this already, but Santa Claus is coming to town from November 24th to December 24th. Christmas Under the Big Top is coming to the Burnley Oval in Richmond. There is free entry for kids under two, although booking fees do apply. Tickets can be purchased at ticketmaster.com.au or call 0474 it's going to be a mighty wild Christmas at Mimo Music Hall on the 16th of December. It will be an unforgettable night of family harmony and rocking rhythms when Wilbur Wild's clan joins forces to celebrate Christmas. Tickets are via Humanitics. The Rocky Horror is back in Australia from the 12th of January and takes residence at the Athenaeum from the 9th of February with Jason Donovan as Frankenfurter. It's astounding! horror show tells the story of Brad and his fiancée Janet, two squeaky clean college kids who meet Dr. Frankenfurter, an extraterrestrial mad scientist from the galaxy of Transylvania where people really like to party. Tickets are on sale now at rockyhorror.com.au. The fun-loving criminals are kicking off their Australian tour in February and will be in Melbourne at the Northcott Theatre on the 22nd. Are you cool? Fun-loving Criminals are an iconic multi-genre band known for their electric fusion of rock, hip-hop and jazz. 
Tickets are via theprestigeevents.com.au. Rejoiceify Melbourne, Wicked is back. Long before Dorothy dropped in, two other young women met in the land of Oz. Performances commence from the 6th of March in 2024. Bookings are via ticketech.com.au or phone 1300 111 2024 brings Irish dance sensation Airborne back to Australia. The wait is finally over for all the fans who have anticipated seeing this incredible show. The tour kicks off on April 18 and will do 22 shows across Australia. Tickets are on sale at melonevents.com. Finally, Sunset Boulevard is coming in 2024 and stars international superstar Sarah Brightman. This will be a brand new, lavish production of the Tony Award winning musical. You can jump on the waitlist at sunsetmusical.com.au. My feature review this week is Hamlet, presented by Avid Theatre at the Mycelium Studios in Brunswick East. What a piece of work is a man. How noble in reason. How infinite in faculties, in form and moving, how express and admirable. In action, how like an angel. In apprehension, how like a god. The beauty of the world, the paragon of animals. And yet, to me, what is this quintessence of dust? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I have finally seen a production of Hamlet I quite enjoyed. Staged in the cold depths of the Mycelium Studios car park, the concrete finishes, low roof and echoing chambers really suits this play because it becomes viscerally understandable how these people are so enmeshed in each other's lives and how believable it is that they can feed on each other in frenzies of paranoia. This particular iteration of what must surely be the most overperformed play in Western history is presented by Avid Theatre. So first, let's deal with the elephant in the room. You all must have figured out by now that I am not a fan of staging the plays of William Shakespeare in a modern Australia. 
This is a twofold issue for me. The first is that I think bringing a play alive on stage gives it power and efficacy, and Shakespeare's plays are full of misogyny, racism, and cultural appropriation. This does not mean I want Shakespeare cancelled. I'm very happy for his writings to be studied as a point of academia, just not staged and presented as part of a canon. Secondly, to stage a Shakespearean play in modern times usually requires a lot of editing and adapting to make it meaningful and link it into current conversations. In my opinion, as a playwright myself, I believe once you do this, you are not presenting Shakespeare's work at all. Instead, you're passing off something you have plagiarised and selling it as an authentic product to get people to see the story you want to tell, but which you don't believe people would actually pay to see. You might be right, but that doesn't make it right. Director Nicholas Sapolsky's Hamlet is surprisingly close to Shakespeare's original. Whilst there are probably edits all through the text, or perhaps not, the glaring removal is all references to Fortinbras. It may have been deemed irrelevant, but by removing it, the logic of the play is damaged. The King, a wonderful video by Regan Wood and Cameo by Apolsky, died a month ago, yet all the young lads who came for the funeral are still here to see the wooing and the wedding of Claudius, Anthony Edward, and Gertrude, Elaine Wright. Rather than returning to their studies and other activities, why? And the guards are tense and on watch. If this is a time of peace, why? Regardless, young Hamlet's existential crisis is the meat of the play, and Michael Fenimore does a good job with the complexities of the character, even if he is too old for the role. Yes, I know, it has been done so many times before. In fact, it is rare for Hamlet to be cast age-appropriately, which is a shame because so much of what Hamlet is and does only makes sense if he is a rash, over-energised, over-sexed teenager with no life skills. It is also a whole lot of creepy when paired with whatever young innocent is cast as Ophelia. In this case, it's Charlie Liddell. You may just be starting to understand some of the problems of staging Shakespeare in modern times round about now. This production of Hamlet has all of Hamlet's peers except Laertes, played by Ryan Falbush, cast as sexy, long-legged, long-haired brunettes. This had the potential to be an act of genius, particularly with a younger Hamlet, but the restraint in this area leaves the show in a sadly PG state, although it does still titillate the imagination. Two of my favourite performances in this Hamlet are Liddell, who creates her Ophelia with the lightest of brushstrokes, and Claire Baldwin, who has an energetic Horatio and a grumpy young Rosencrantz full of attitude. My other favourite is Don Nicholson as Polonius. What a scurvy nade this ass is indeed. I would have liked to touch more oil in the performance, but he balances between evil and comic very nicely. All of the mistrust, machinations and bloodshed take place in a cold concrete cemetery. These people are the ghosts of people long dead buried, told in the burial ground in which they have lain for centuries. The thrones and furnishings are tombstones in the mausoleum of treachery. Designer Leah Downey has created the world of this play with, again, the lightest of touches, but everything is exactly what it needs to be, and the cast manage the scene changes with no break in pace, keeping the world alive. I don't love the costumes as much, but there is a certain logic to most of them. I was not convinced by the Japanese flavour of Claudius's great coat or Gertrude's kimono dressing gown.
The sound is minimal, but when it is used, the compositional bites created by Fenimore and Chris Collins are powerful and raise the stakes every time. Liam Mitchison's lighting is literal, but creates great atmosphere in such a snow-cold white space. I mentioned the ghost of the king earlier, but it is worth saying I really loved how this was done here. There is so much to love in this production of Hamlet, which continued to surprise me all the way through. I found that I did not mind sitting through over two and a half hours for this show at all. The duel between Hamlet and Laertes is well staged, thanks to the help of fight director Lyndall Grant. The other thing I enjoyed was how much of the text was revealed, particularly in a space so inherently reverberative. I understood every word in every line except for Edward's. He needs to slow down and speak slightly softer. In this space, overprojecting is the worst thing you can do to be heard. It had previously passed me by, unnoticed, that Shakespeare used the word goot. It had also never before occurred to me to question who wrote the love letter to Ophelia. I don't know if it was a deliberate intention by Opolsky, but I got a thrill of surprise when the new idea occurred to me. I had several of those small little, wait, what? moments which are a part of what made this production so enjoyable and intriguing to watch. I suppose that one of the points of restaging shows is not only to let it reach new audiences but also to perhaps reveal new nuances and unrealized ideas along the way. Most productions of Shakespeare tend to rest on tradition or gnaw away so roughly at the original there are not even all the bones left on the carcass. Avid Theatre's Hamlet has found a sweet spot between the two. If you must go and see Shakespeare, this production of Hamlet is the one to go and see. And I gave it four stars. If you would like to comment on this review, you can go to whatdidshethink.com and have your say in the comment section under the review. You can invite me to review your show through the Contact Me gadget on the left of the page. And now for some industry news. First People's Melbourne Art Trams 2024 are open for submissions. Rising in partnership with Creative Victoria, Yarra Trams and Public Transport Victoria invite First People's artists to submit artwork for the 2024 Melbourne Art Trams. Rising are inviting Victorian traditional owners and First People's artists to inspire the city with their creative vision and turn one of Melbourne's trams into their canvas. Curated by Jara Karalanar Steele of the Boonwurrung and Wemba Wemba people, applications should respond to Melbourne, Nam, and the multiple layers of history, country, community and connections across Victoria. Five artists will be selected to participate and will each receive a commission of $10,000 for their artwork. They encourage artists from both Metro Melbourne, Nam, and Regional Victoria to apply. Submissions should add positively to the public experience of commuting in Melbourne. Please note that the trams are not a flat canvas, so the initial creative concept should consider that trams are different shapes and sizes. It's important you consider your design to all the types of tram classes. This will facilitate the tram allocation process. Submissions close 6pm on Sunday the 19th of November. Please visit rising.melbourne to apply. now it's time for something special. We're Dingo at Arts House. All animals and outfits are welcome to this shapeshifter support group. Wear your animal loud and proud at Arts House in North Melbourne this November. Come in, grab a bicky and a cuppa. They're welcoming all shapes and kinds in their safe space, but it is not your usual support group. 
led by a First Nations team featuring performers Thomas E.S. Kelly, Benjamin Mazza, Glory Tuoi Danielle, and Vicky Van Hoot. Where Dingo by Carol Projects is a profound and playful dance theatre work that challenges the Western interpretation of shapeshifting. In the Western context, shapeshifting is limited to folklore and pop culture. However, shapeshifting for First Nations people reflects past, present, and future. Through sharp movement and text, Where Dingo follows the intertwining journeys of three shapeshifters who meet in secret to safely shift into their animal forms and congregate with their feathered or furry friends. Where Dingo covers the good, the bad, the cultural, the political, the pain and the pleasure. It is brought to life alongside beautiful animations by Studio Gillet and projection by Wareham Studios. Arts House co-directors Emily Sexton and Nithya Nagarajan are thrilled to finally bring this delightful, poignant and timely work to Melbourne. This is distinctive work with a dash of humour. Audiences are invited to wear their best fur, fleece, feathers, beaks, claws or tails. All animals and outfits are welcome. The season of Weirdingo runs from the 1st to the 5th of November 2023 and has a duration of 50 minutes. On Thursday the 2nd there are post-show artist talks and on Friday the 3rd of November there's a tactile tour and an audio described performance. The venue is Arts House North Melbourne Town Hall and tickets can be booked at artshouse.com.au or by calling 03 9322-3720. So to finish, here's a recap of what you can experience in Melbourne this week. The Tragedy of Hamlet, Prince of Denmark, is currently playing at the Mycelium Studios. The season runs through to November 4, tickets are via tri-booking. Also currently playing is The Hour of the Wolf at the Malthouse Theatre. The Hour of the Wolf runs through to the 3rd of December and bookings can be made via malthousetheatre.com.au. On the 1st of November, Where Dingo opens at Arts House. Tickets are via artshouse.com.au. Defoe's Plague is coming to La Mama. The show runs from the 1st of November to the 12th of November and bookings are via lamama.com.au. Il Divo are commencing their Australian tour on the 31st of October and they will come to Melbourne's plenary on the 4th of November. Tickets are on sale via Ticketek. What Did She Do is created by myself, Samsara, and published every Sunday. If you like a bit of audio fiction in your podcast mix as well, can check out my other podcast samsara's dramas which are scripts straight from my pen to your ears via an amazing ensemble of actors let's catch up again next week what did she do